kind of park is this? Yeah, yeah that's nice. Gotta go. Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down. The pirates don't eat the tourists. All major theme parks have delays. Think they'll have that on the tour? Welcome to episode 31 of the Jurassic World Dotto podcast. I'm Jack, and as always, I'm joined with Chris and Assis. Hey, guys. Hi, 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 hi. Uh, we're also joined with a special guest, Derek Davis, who is the proprietor of Jurassic <laughs> Time. Tell us about it, Derek. How you doing, man? Doing good. How are you guys? All good, man. All mornings good. here. Yes. Mornings. You've got even you've got even a more of a morning morning going on over there, huh? Yeah, it's about seven AM here. But you know, it's worth wow. it. It's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked about having you on for so long and it just it made sense. You know, it's kind of there's no real news to talk about, so it was cool that we want to start talking about fan made things. Yeah, we or... we wouldn't have you on if there was real news. Let's just be clear. <laughs> oh, yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Well, you know, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> oh. But yeah, no. You, I mean, you, now that done... that's out of the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the elephant you've is done out a, the room. a fair bit. <laughs> so, tell us about Jurassic Time. Well, Jurassic Time, I did about oh, good god, like ten years ago now. The first edition, believe it or not, I should do like a ten year anniversary, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, yeah. I, not oh, too yeah. many. No more. No more. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the gold edition, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did it about 10 years ago and I pretty much did it as a way to finally get Richard Attenborough's performance out of the Trespasser Jurassic Park game made for the PC back in 98, I believe. Um and if anyone who's ever played that game can attest to, it's the glitchy nature of the game which doesn't always make it be a fantastic <laughs> experience <laughs> yeah but it's fun it I, I have to fun. say like if anyone wants uh some more jurassic if they if they've never played trespasser play it it's completely you... broken but it is so much <laughs> so hard to yeah. play <laughs> it is so flawed but it's fun and it, it has a great score yes and a fantastic as derek has put together uh the the tracks that you hear from uh, Richard Attenborough during it are just it's so Jurassic Park it's, it's haunting it's amazing yeah, it really is yeah and like I mean for those who you know don't fully know it Richard Attenborough got back into the character of John Hammond and basically as you adventure through the island he has a lot to say mm. and some you can miss as well there were points where yeah. I was watching stuff and uh, watching uh, YouTube videos of playthroughs if I couldn't get something and there was a few people that said oh by the way go back here because there's a new recording and just things like that there's so much in this game and so much also that doesn't work it actually adds probably the most to the lore of like jurassic park outside of like like just having those hammond recordings i think it adds more to like the lore of jurassic park than like anything else outside of the films oh definitely definitely adds more than jurassic park 3 Hey, enough of you, silly boy. Oh, come on, leave him alone. I, I, you know what? Actually, I like Jurassic Park three, so it's okay. We're on, we're on a good team here at Seas, okay? But what do you think of the score of Jurassic Park three? 
You know what? I actually everyone's gonna kill me. I actually do like that score, even though it's probably my least favorite score of the series. But I I think it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think Don Davis held up his own? Well, I mean, he shares my same last name, so I gotta be on his side. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we're related. Who knows? Um, but no. Maybe I, you are Don Davis. Hey, I weird. I admit nothing. I admit nothing. No. <laughs> no, he. Um, I think he did a really. I mean, he was given an impossible task. Let's just say that of yeah. adapting John Williams' material. I mean, only John Williams can properly do that i mean even michael Caccino for jurassic world i mean he only briefly did it a couple times compared to don davis but you know he you know he still wasn't able to get the same williams magic when he brought those themes back i mean he was able to do his own magic but you know you, can, you know what i've got a i've got a question yeah. for you do you think Jacino would could have um, created something a little? I mean, I liked it, so I'm not. But do you think it could have been different if he wasn't stretched between three movies in three months? I had, I just watched Inside Out, and that probably has the most unmemorable Pixar soundtrack I've ever heard. Actually, and I think his even less memorable score was for the recent Utopia, which I know was Disney. And I, I haven't seen that yet, but I heard it's good. <laughs> Not the I don't know about the music, but I heard the movie. Oh, the good. movie is fantastic, but yeah, the music was very wallpaper. Is my favorite word to use. So, <laughs> I've, noticed, I've noticed when he talks about doing his movies. I mean, he seems to do it all at the last minute, and and I, I'm pretty sure he does. He only write on the piano, or does he compose as well? Oh, I'm pretty sure he full on composes too, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm pretty sure like he's talked about like the way that he comes up with his tunes is basically almost always on piano. Although maybe I'm making that up and I'm actually applying someone else talking about their music. But um, Don I mean, Davis. <laughs> no, you know so Don, Davis's Don Davis's soundtrack wasn't memorable, but it wasn't bad. It just I mean, what? there's some nice themes good. from JP3. It's okay, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I I didn't have a problem with Don Davis's score. I, I'm wondering but, if it were a more memorable movie, whether or not you like it or dislike it. If it was just more of a memorable movie, if Jurassic Park Three is a bigger movie, if the soundtrack <laughs> maybe could have, maybe the soundtrack could have become more iconic, even in Don Davis's hands. It just you know might have been yeah that production hell that was Jurassic Park Three. It might have bled over into just you know a serviceable soundtrack, which I honestly. Yeah don't usually remember until i'm watching that film <laughs> <laughs> yeah true true well it never had its own identity like at least jurassic world did with its own unique you know big theme Hell, even the lost world did oh yeah oh the lost yeah. world score is i think my favorite i would say that's the most generic it, it, also, it sounds like the same thing played over and over again with like minor variations in like the well, like half of it or whatever. You know? I love it, man. Yeah, I don't. I can't agree there. But Lost World's the best movie ever made, so you know it's hard not to love. <laughs> no, I mean, out of all honesty, I, I honestly think Lost World is a really great John Williams soundtrack. Yeah, no, it is the the journey to the island or what's it called, Malcolm's Malcolm Journey. Yeah. That's the best yeah. fucking score. That it, that it's the best track. It, it's, it's such a tease when it comes in in Jurassic World just for, like, five yeah. notes, and then it then it just kind of teeters off, and you're like, oh, god damn it! Like, I thought they were really just going to go all out with it there. Yeah. Wait, it was in Jurassic World? When? Yeah, we've, th- I'm we've pretty discussed sure it's... this. It's twice, actually. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it towards the end when they, they have the oh, battle? Oh, yeah. It's the moment that Blue yeah, comes up on the screen, and then that's the little Lost World moment right there, if that's what you're... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. It was a weird moment to do that, considering I feel like T Rex 
you know, would have been more of a T-Rex theme. But. Well, I was always kind of, like, pissed off that Gatino never brought back the, what they call the carnivore motif from the first movie, you know, bum, 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 you know, you never hear that. Yeah. Never hear that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it would have actually played well, even if it was interlaced into one of his new themes, it would have played well in a few of the, uh, it would have probably played well just at certain moments oh, in that movie. Well, especially because you got the original T-Rex, but and they did he... use that. Uh, John Williams did use that for the original T-Rex in Jurassic Park, so. Yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, oh, what's the name of the theme that plays? I, I always liked it. I feel like no, it doesn't get enough love because it was kind of short-lived, but when they're... Uh, Pulling up on, I think the visitor center. Oh um, yeah, that, that's like the only time it's heard in the entire movie. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what the? Like, that's a great theme. That's a no, great. It, it's got a little like it's. It's got like a little bit of like a militaristic marching band theme. It would have played. It would have played well with the uh, engine theme that they had going for a dress world. Oh, I know. I know what mm. you mean. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it has a little. Yeah, it just has a little bit of like a militaristic. Uh, feel to it, I guess, and I, I always like Well, that. did you know there was an entire theme dropped from the Jurassic World CD release, and that's for the um, the ACU. Like, that never appears on the CD. Why did they... They cut footage as well. Wasn't there, like, supposed to be a whole sequence where the ACU capture uh, the escape uh, packing? The, yeah, I, th- I think I've heard that, and... Um... I swear we've talked yeah, about that. Yeah, they filmed it. No, I didn't know that. They, they, filmed a few, they filmed a few sequences. Um, oh. I mean, we've talked about this before where the Blu-ray paints one picture, but if you pay attention to the background, you realize there's a bigger picture going on than a what they ever kind of release. Picture. Yeah. You know, I, I really thought Blu-ray was a huge missed opportunity in terms of bonus features. Oh, like, yeah. you really should have had an interactive, like... Oh, it's a letdown. <laughs> the only good ones are the ones on that exclusive Target disc, and yeah. even then, they're not in HD. They're only on DVD. You know... I know. It's just half-assed. I, I just watched the Jurassic Park Blu-ray. I can't remember if I watched this before or after we had our last podcast, but I just watched the Jurassic Park Blu-ray, the special features for that, and I was watching the uh, documentary series, the new making of the ad, you know, return to Jurassic Park. Yeah, and um, I, all I could think of while watching it was, "Damn, I really wish they watched this documentary right before making Jurassic World." Because <laughs> it's really funny because you've got guys from yeah. IOM saying, you know, like, you know, IOM, you know, we do great stuff. You know, dinosaurs, we can do so much with CG. But I am a firm believer if it makes sense to do it practical, a dinosaur, you do a practical dinosaur. And that he's like, even he, he's like, back in 93, that stood, and even today it stands. And then you watch Jurassic Who World. Were those people when the movie was being made? Yeah, and then they're, you, you know, they're petting CG up. raptor heads, and you're just like, oh, guys, you should have watched your own documentary well, thing. Yeah. It, it wasn't, but I assume that wasn't ILM's choice, of course. No, it was. It wasn't. No. But, you know, they were just talking about how important it was for the dinosaurs to be animals and not I bet monsters. they were probably pissed at that. They were probably thought, why are we doing close-ups? <laughs> like, I don't why even, are we doing close-up dinosaurs? I don't even think it was ILM who did those close-ups. It was one of the houses that did them. Um, True. Yeah, yeah. That Because that, their was Indominus ima- close-up was, Imagine Engine, was I think. insane. Um, yeah, the Indominus close-up was really, really good-looking. It's funny how so many people think that's uh, an animatronic still. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty convincing. <laughs> hey, Derek, so we, we were talking about dropped tracks from the Jurassic World album, but there's a couple, There's a number of dropped tracks from Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, 
Brachio Ingen shared these with me. Hungry Raptor? Well, actually, I don't know if you guys... That's on the uh, 20th anniversary, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it, it, I don't know if it, everyone remembers this, I but yeah, those. back in 2013 when Jurassic Park was re-released in theaters in 3D, there was a digital-only uh, re-release of the soundtrack where it was completely remastered. It's the same transfer they used for the vinyl, actually. Um, however, really? Oh, yeah, and however, the um, digital oh, release... Missed that yeah. one. <laughs> Well, the digital... Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's really amazing quality, in my opinion. Like, much better than the original CD quality. But, I mean, unfortunately, it's never been re-released in that form on CD. However, the digital release comes with, I think, four bonus tracks, not even on the vinyl release, that um, are tracks that were left off the original album. And they're really good. Like, Hungry Raptor... um, Hungry Raptor is amazing. Hungry Raptor is amazing. It's so horror. It's so horror. It's, it's dark. Well, I don't know if you guys remember, proper, like, but it was and... actually at the very end of the Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park making of documentary in the end credits. You actually hear it there, the one from 1990, 1993. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Um, I, mean, um, I mean, I've seen that plenty of times. I just probably never drew the connection. I think Brachio Engine was the one who originally found the connection even before it was officially released because eventually, you know, fans did get a hold of the music sheets of the complete score and that's how we knew that it had to be that track and then when it was officially released, you know, it was like a godsend to finally have the whole thing. I need to go listen to that again because I listened to... Hungry Raptor, man. Yeah, I've listened to all those. I just... I, I, I do need to listen to that again to really... Well, do you know yeah. what track that was, or what yeah, scene I, that was supposed to go to, right? It was supposed to be... Yeah, I'm assuming it was Ray Arnold. No, Ellie, yeah. right? It was Ellie. Or was that whole sequence uh, when uh, the raptor's supposed to chase Ellie out and nip at the back yeah, of the Yeah, but then stuff, apparently, right? I guess that scene got recut, and then that was part of the reason why the music cue was dropped, and they had to track in music from elsewhere in the movie, and that's what you hear now. Wait, did they film... Did they film that scene then with the raptor nipping at her feet? Yeah, because that, that's unclear, because we know they didn't film more in the bunker yeah. with Arnold because of the storm, the hurricane, but did they film more with Ellie? It, it, seemed, it seemed like they... I remember... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go on. No, go on. Well, I, I, I just... Re- I remember that they had recut that scene for whatever reason, because I don't know if everyone, like, is aware of this, but Spielberg didn't really get to edit the movie much because of uh, Schindler's List. And during that time... I'm not sure this is like 100% true, but apparently George Lucas kind of took over doing some minor edits on the movie. The legend. Yes. The God himself. <laughs> what? I that, love George Lucas. And that was yeah. one of the yeah, well, he gave you Jar- he gave you Jar Jar Binks. Of course you do. So, so good. So good. I love Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> okay, let's get real for a second. I like him so much more than C-3PO. No, right? <laughs> Am I alone? No. Yeah, you're alone there. No. Oh, one sec. Ari is gonna pull my f- my freaking cables off. One sec. One it's sec. One punishment. Sec. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's like, really? She's like, no. See, stop talking. Stop. God damn, this is gonna be a challenge. You guys. Can- <laughs> <laughs> Just cuts off. Oh my god, this is gonna be bad. If I lose my recording, don't yell at me. Yell at my dog. Cool. Yeah. I don't awesome. understand how your dog could affect the software on your computer, <laughs> but like she's gonna pull my cable out. One sec. Supersonic barking. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> well, anyway. So, um, anyways, yeah. So <laughs> that was during when Ellie was supposed to be pursued by the raptor, but we're unsure if that was actually even filmed. 
I imagine if it was, they didn't use the practical raptor effects, that they are just going to use some CG, maybe that's why they yeah, kind of... Yeah, or some, maybe something just... Maybe they just filmed, like, little extended moments. Like, I'm pretty sure this is cut for some kind of pacing reason, or to tighten the scene up, and I guess in doing that so... That scene works so well, so I couldn't even imagine that being prolonged and working as oh, well yeah, as it does right now, because it ha- it just... I don't know, for me, it's like, it's edited perfection right there. Which, by the way, I heard George Lucas isn't very good at editing films ever. Like no even like in his early days, I heard he was not good. His didn't his uh, didn't his wife edit uh, his wife edit um, Star Wars like A New Hope. Yeah, his his original wife, I guess, was involved quite a bit. Yeah, I'm pretty certain that movie was a mess until she edited it and turned it into like a masterpiece. Well, that's basically. part of the rumor that that's why um, the original that he doesn't want the original trilogy released. Something. I heard something involving like his wife because she was like, you know, a lot more directly involved, and I guess she gets some kind of credit every time it's released or something. And I guess he doesn't want that because they have ill toward each other. I feel like he wouldn't really care about that. It's probably just because he feels so strongly about his specialized editions. No, honestly, I like those two. There might be like make the movie better. There might be like one or two things I can appreciate in those, but uh, I I don't think uh, Han Solo digitally (laughs) twitching to dodge Greedo now shooting first, or some of the added audio Darth Vader just yelling. Oh, that's the worst to me right there. Is is the no? Yeah, Uh, yeah, I don't think I can't defend that one. Unfortunately, I try my best, but I can't. You know what? I'm, I'm proud of you. It's your first step towards recovery Thanks. there. I, I have to admit, I though, so, that yeah. I'm kind of like a, Growing up. a little bit of a George Lucas on Jurassic Time, so I'm like, uh, I'm a little guilty there on re- Re-Envisionist. <laughs> but it, it wasn't my intended vision. It wasn't, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jurassic Time is fun, man. It's, it's a good listen. It's nice. It's like sitting back oh, and playing oh, Trespass the reason. without playing it. Speaking of which... <laughs> it's, it's all the good without the bad. You want to do something cool, you should uh, send Universal all those Hammond files and be like, by the way, this exists in case you need to use them for anything or have them on archive. Oh, They, you... def- they definitely don't have them, I'll tell you that. Oh, I'm pretty sure they don't, because even... Um, I don't know if listeners know this, but I actually, you know, got a hold of the writer of of Trespasser, Austin Grossman, who's actually pretty well known in the gaming world. Um, I should have... Yeah, that's a good interview, actually. Yeah, it's on the Jurassic Time site in the resources section, and yeah, it's... I I feel kind of bad, because I gave him a pretty lengthy interview with, like, maybe one or ten too many questions <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. he he was a good sport about it though and he you know seemed to have a pretty good memory about you know how it all went down and it's it like he was... yeah it seemed like he was it was making him kind of like i don't know like he was remembering things and Nostalgic. making him smile kind of thing yeah it was it seems like he dress uh trespasser must have been a fucking difficult game to make but when he thinks back on it yeah, it. and I love that he you know respects it for for what it is and and for what it could have been, which is always the sad thing when anyone talks about Trespasser is you know they had it had so much potential and they had so many big ideas for it, but they just they just weren't able to pull it off. It was ahead of its time. It was ahead of its time, and I think one of the things that hurts it the most is just the gun play and the way that you ho- the way that you hold things in that game. There should have just been a cycle. So there should have been a cycle between like item usage and like hand use. I I 
Either way, like, <laughs> it's like... You guys are getting angry just thinking about it. It's amazing. Oh, man, I can't believe I beat that game, like, on my own. Yeah. What? And then, You're a freak. And then I was part of a modding group and worked on a uh, mod for a while, you know. With Some of the mods are good, man. Yeah, oh, I yeah. Worked on, I worked on uh, Dark Secrets back in the day. Seriously? I didn't know that? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Because, I mean, I've been on Trescom, which is, you know, the, the Trespasser fan community online. Um, you know, I've been yeah. part of them for I mean, a I, I didn't time. see it to finish, <laughs> but I was there for the first, like, couple years. I'm trying uh, to remember if it got Secrets. finished. I think in the bridged version was finished. But, yeah. no, I mean, not, like, I mean, you should have seen some of the concept art, like uh, the baby Carnotaurus and Scutosaurus. Oh, man, we, we had stuff. Oh, that's awesome. We, yeah, that's cool. I remember talking about this with you recently, Derek, because I completed the game uh, a couple of months ago and then was like, what next? <laughs> you know, what else? There must be more. Oh, yeah. There's there's good. so many, like, well, especially because of the discovery a few years back of the, the beta version of the game, which is this legendary um, version of the game where it had a lost level that was never completed called Pine Valley. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. What is this? Ah, see, not everyone knows about this. Yeah, it's really it's really cool. When they were making the game, they had this really cool level that happens. I think it's in between like the town level and the lab harbor level. And you yeah. go to Pine Valley yeah. and there's a geothermal plant, which you know is very, you know, reminiscent to some of the ideas presented like in the books of, you know, how Nublar especially was like a you know essentially like a volcano and had like geothermal power activity um and you would have to go into the geothermal plant and i guess it like up and running in order to proceed to the next level and you know very like puzzle heavy in a way but you know they never really got it to work completely because you know their funky engine that they created um so they kind of abandoned it when they were rushed (laughs) to you know put the game on the shelf which is essentially why the game is so buggy because they did not have time to fix out all the bugs um it's it's pretty sad it's just like another typical case of you know corporation being like we want this now now damn it and get it out there make our make our money um (laughs) so you know it's it's pretty sad casually did this game kill the uh, company humorous interactive i mean i i can't i couldn't imagine it selling well (laughs) (laughs) no I mean, that game, honestly, the things they tried to do with it, it, it was genuinely ahead of its time, and so ahead of its time that they actually couldn't pull off what they were trying to do. And it, I mean, I guess in a better sense, did Half-Life come out before or after it? I oh, it was after. It was after, okay. credit Trespasser, which is yeah. kind of amazing. Tr- wow. What Half-Life is like basically praised for doing and innovating and creating for the game industry trespasser actually did first just not as polished um with like physics-based gameplay um among other things and i I think it's just one of those interesting things that's you know trespasser it was ah, it was too big for its own good um it it does a lot well and then it does a lot it's just such a nightmare to play yeah, but it's fun. I, I yeah, I had fun. I don't know if I would still have fun now because I've gotten so used to games with polish, but that worked properly. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it is fun, man. It is fun. But it came from I that did, era. It was a couple of months ago, I played it. You just, you just gotta, 
you just got to enjoy it for what it's it is. Grit I think the Jurassic and... nostalgia takes over, and it just becomes you just learn to live the uh, love the glitch. Well, there's there's actually a new um, patch, if you will, on the Trespasser fan community. I you know because we found the source code, so fans have been really able to get in there and make some changes finally. And you know there, someone at least has been able to finally make the game you know run better on modern machines especially and really be a, a bit more of a polished yeah, did experience I, play that? I think you might have i'm trying to remember yeah because yeah, because the only thing that glitched was you know inside the game levels there wasn't the game itself ran fine yeah. and loaded fine and was quick it was it was literally just a case of uh yeah you know like picking things up and the gun's not firing <laughs> I mean because the aim was never right oh man like yeah you would like pick it up and it looks like your wrist was broken and like you'd just be like aiming the gun <laughs> you can to like spin it round yeah, you know? by clicking the mouse and it just it's so oh you can hard. kill yourself in that game it's hilarious <laughs> yeah <laughs> you can literally kill yourself and, oh, and I don't know if you've ever gotten your little needle arm stuck in like between rocks or anything oh, but you can uh, like stretch it out like God, stretch Armstrong yeah. <laughs> getting it getting it stuck when there's raptors coming as well I mean that's what I like about the raptors is they kind of bounce they spring towards you. Can we talk they about the run. health meter in that game? <laughs> oh god, the heart tattoo. Yes. It's my favorite. Like, yeah. That's pretty cool. It though. was like a cool that's... idea. I, I think it would have probably worked better if it was on her arm since you always see her arm rather than like like a breast tattoo where you got like stare down at Oh, who'd we lose? Oh, we've lost the cease, but don't worry. He keeps, he's oh, it's, it's just the cease, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's his dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like it would have worked better just on the arm, because it's so funny, like, the way that you have to look. Like, just even, like, checking your health in that game is always, like... It was innovative. Like, wow, I, I got tits, man. That's that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... But, you know, <laughs> that game just did so many different things. <laughs> Um, Derek, what do you know about uh, Trespassing Petrolia? You know the Trespasser remake. Oh yeah, I mean, there's actually a couple of looks... remakes. I might be getting them kind of mixed up, but and they never finish. Trespassing. Yeah, Trespassing Petrolia. Yeah, it's never going to come out. It's... Well, no, I think I you need to watch this guy. He's been doing it for so long, but he always posts updates, and it's just he admits he's a one man yeah. team. He's doing this. He doesn't know where it'll go, but the results that he's getting when you compare them. It's just uh, oh, it's uh, mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really it's like, good. It's like I'll believe it when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, it's what I don't know if it will ever be finished, but it's it's worth following because it's the best looking. Jurassic yeah, I think a... he's, just made, he's, he's just made Trespasser so lost worldy. So <laughs> no, it's great. Yeah, I think I used part of like screenshots from it or something in the Jurassic Time PDF book that I cobbled together because I was like well I need some finishing shots I need like a, a shot of the whole island and you can never get that in the game because yeah. <laughs> yeah. the draw distance they call it is like, not very good like you can't see out too far yeah, there isn't one yeah <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's funny oh, he's, he's got all these amazing screenshots and then he's got the original raptors <laughs> like from the game in there, the massive bug eyes and oh, man. anyone. It's bad, you know, but, it, but it, it's funny. Those raptors—they always kind of reminded me of the Cyclops raptor toy. Yeah, yeah, they've got that long, elongated <laughs> face, and like I—I I don't think I think that's an entire coincidence. But something about them always just kind of remind. Like it's like they both started with a Jurassic Park raptor as a base and then to turn it into whatever they're doing it's turned it like it looks more like a Herrerasaurus actually 
Yeah, I never made that connection boss. that it, it really does resemble the Raptors in Trespasser. I never thought of that. How funny. Now I want to get that toy out again. It's somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Give it a repaint. Give it one of the uh, Raptor tribe skins. I mean, oh. Trespasser did so much cool. Like, the tribes of the Velociraptors and... Have you seen those? Someone actually did that. Like the I forget what yeah. toy. Yeah, they took. I think I saw on Instagram recently. Yeah, searching uh, Jurassic Park hashtags. Um, now, out of Jurassic um, with Trespasser, are there any Hammond quotes that really stand out to you as like iconic that you would like to see kind of brought to life in the mainstream canon? Well, this is going to sound really weird, but I don't know if you've heard there's a track on Jurassic Time called Hammond's Disquette, and at the very end of it, he does a reading of Ozymandias, the poem, um, and oh my god, mm-hmm. if you've heard him recite that poem, like, it's it's pretty chilling. It's... <laughs> Honestly, that is, it's sort of like trailer quality type of stuff. Like, if you did, like, a really chilling Jurassic World 2, Jurassic Park 5 movie, um, movie trailer where you had Hammond reminiscing or something, that would be, like, top-tier stuff to use. Oh, yeah. That, I'm telling you, man, you've got to send that over to Universal, because not only do they not have it, they don't yeah, exist. Send it over to whoever gets announced to direct this movie and to say, hey, by the way, in case you want it or need it or whatever, Well, yeah, got it. I, I tried to, like, get it to Colin, actually. I, I doubt it ever happened, but I, I really wanted him to see it not because of anything to do with me but to really just be like hey there's this story here and i you know everyone has to fully credit austin grossman for it because if anyone's read the novels like none of this is really in the novels this is totally you know based inspired by the movie but then expanded upon yeah yeah and it's just it's just so well written and i honestly he gives such a good delivery it's not phoned in at all which is so strange Oh, totally. He he took it seriously, which is kind of like a little unbelievable if you think about it. Like, just imagine this, you know, Academy Award winning actor and director being told, hey, want to do a one day recording for a video game? Like, you know, oh, joy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, back in, what, 1997, 1998 yeah. or whatever. Like, I mean, it's just like, what? And but he loved he loved Jurassic Park. Yeah. He loved the franchise. So it's great that he did. Oh yeah, well he was pulled out of retirement to do Jurassic Park by Spielberg. I mean he he something yeah. clicked with him, apparently. Yeah, exactly. I it then he I, I can't I couldn't imagine another John Hammond. No. Well, unless they went for book John Hammond, then I'm glad he didn't play I'm glad he didn't play book John Hammond. I'm glad that they changed book Hammond for him. Um, because he really is John Hammond of the. They movies. should get John Goodman from yeah, Ten yeah. Cloverfield Lane's like inspired character to do book John Hammond. That'd <laughs> <laughs> yes. be wicked. Now let's talk about that. We've all seen Ten Cloverfield Lane. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. The director, the director, <laughs> definitely spoilers. But the director, I could see him doing Jurassic World two. Yeah, I can get yes. I kind of hope he does. The suspension, I, he can give us good suspension. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a good. I was freaking out. Um, yeah. My lord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really edge of my it. seat type stuff. I'm glad you finally saw it. I can't believe it took you so long. I mean, it's not your fault. I just can't believe that ended up playing out that way. That it took you so long to see it. I had to ask the local theater to get it, and then when they got it, I was working the night shifts on all four of the days. Oh, so to, my God. Yeah. It just sucks, Brutal. man. Yeah. But, but you finally saw it. Wow. <laughs> That's all I can say. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you get to see it on IMAX? 
No, no, no. We don't. We don't have oh, IMAX man. here, man. We don't have an oh, come IMAX on. here. He's, he's, on, he's, he's on a rock on. in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Oh, they can helicopter the screen in. It's remember, uh, remember Half Blood Prince, where Harry and Dumbledore were standing on that boulder right before they went into the, the Horcrux cave. That's where that's where <laughs> Jack lives. <laughs> Pretty much, man. They don't have room for an IMAX out there. We we uh, we've got an IMAX in London, but I don't think I'll be there before Ten Cloverfield ends. But it would be amazing to see IMAX. Although it doesn't, it doesn't need to be. You can't just hop on a ham and yeah. chopper and go there. I mean, what's <laughs> what, your problem? What do you think? What do you think about the last, you know, twenty, fifteen, twenty minutes of the film? Because some, for some people, that was the thing that. Okay, I'm out. I, I, it was ballsy as fuck. It was. I think her. Yeah, it's it is. Yeah, but they didn't hold back. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I think it would have no. maybe been a little bit more effective for me. Although I did, I really did like it. I would have liked it if it was a little less like generic action hero way the way she took out the uh the sh- with the like molotov that yeah, that was the yeah. one bit that i think that 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 could have used like a page of rewrites there just to kind of make it play out a little differently yeah that's just my, my opinion i mean i understand 100 no, percent. i think the the kind of alien spacecraft thing was too generic looking yeah no way what are you talking about enough. that was so cool it's like half machine it wasn't, half though. organic it, was like, it looked like it was like war of the world war of the world's meets district nine uh, like oh, i loved it i loved it no complaints uh, it, for no me. it was just a bit a bit if it was more unique and and more kind of more almost you know more human yeah <laughs> Kind of, you know what I mean? Because like <laughs> less of these like metallic transformers type. I, I mean, I couldn't more. draw it. It's like I've seen that in other films, basically. Like I've seen yeah. that invading craft in Transformers, and I've seen it in uh, Avengers, Independence Day, everything. I, I don't know. Yeah, it just it wasn't very yeah iconic, but it was interesting. Yeah, it's the, that, that's the only reason the film for me is a nine out of ten. It's just I loved the end sequence, and I'm glad they just went. Do you know what? Fuck it. Now that now they're going to see everything. You, yeah, you but, don't have movies take such a tonal shift like that. So I've got to give them credit. I mean, it was ballsy exactly, as hell. Yeah, I, I, um, it's just it's just the spacecraft that was a, and the alien itself was just a bit like generic. I would have preferred more opinion. of a legitimate Cloverfield connection, though. Yeah, I, I'm I am surprised at that because it's not like it it's set. So here's my thought. The movie was actually, as we know, is never called when it was originally written. It was a different movie, sort of. It was never the called, cellar. yeah, it was yeah, never it was called, called Ten Cloverfield Lane, and then it was called Valencia. I think the movie when that was just a shoot. I don't know if it, well. Here's my thought. Well, the movie was never. Yeah. Su- never. I, they haven't said this, but I think the movie was never supposed to release with Cloverfield in the title, and you were I agree and with you that. were supposed to have an oh shit moment at the end of the movie where the address of the house is shown. It says Ten Cloverfield Lane. I think that that was supposed to be your oh shit moment. Like, wait, Cloverfield, what? Like, I don't think it was ever supposed to be in the title. The way the camera looms on that address makes me think that that was supposed to be, like, the reveal of, like, its connections, plausibly. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I thought the same as you. I, I thought that this was, as as that was revealed on that guy with Reddit and stuff, you know, it was, it was they slapped the Cloverfield name on, did a few reshoots. And I was so worried about the. But film. the cast but then, has all come out and said that's not true. Everyone has yeah, come and out so and said is the director yeah. and JJ. I mean, obviously everyone can lie, but they're pretty like, no, it was always called Ten Cloverfield. Yeah, or it's always been Ten Cloverfield Lane. I think it's, I don't know if it was always called it, but it definitely always was Ten Cloverfield. Like it always was yeah. gonna happen. I mean, I th- I think Alien Space I think they Wars. were just trying something ballsy. Yeah. Doing a direct sequel to Cloverfield after so long is what people wanted, but it's also quite difficult. Like you know, there's a lot to wrap yeah. up. Yeah, 
so um, I'm. I think this is a good way of maybe like an in between. Maybe next we'll get Cloverfield two, and maybe after that we'll get a follow up on Ten Cloverfield or just something. I don't know. I mean, again. JJ has said they're in the same continuity and timeline, which doesn't make sense. That doesn't work. That doesn't work at all. It, what a messed up universe then, where they're getting attacked by Cloverfield monsters and aliens. Like I would not want to yeah. be in that universe. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's like what? What the hell is going on? <laughs> Yeah. And nobody seems to like, you know, when aliens come in, nobody's like, wait, is it the monster again? It's like they never heard of the monster. Just communication sucks in that universe. Even though they got smartphones. I don't know. I don't know. But they never so, work. They never work. How good was that title <laughs> sequence, though? Oh, it was yes. good. Fantastic. Oh. With the crash. Oh, when it cut. Oh, my God. So, and the music speaking... is really good, too, in the whole movie, Yeah, yeah I think. Yeah, it was just an absolutely fantastic movie. So I could see Danny... Trachenberg? Dan yeah. Tra- How do you Trachenberg? say it? Trachenberg, I think, I think Something so. like that. Yeah. We'll just call him Dan T. <laughs> Danny T. Danny TRS. Good old Danny. For, yeah. <laughs> for, uh, for Jurassic World 2. I could see that. Or 3. If him or J.A. Or that. One of those two, I'll be more than happy. Just get, get it done. You know? Mm. Well, I think Jurassic World 2. But I think we can agree with the latest interview that it's J.A. Bayona. Now, a C. So <laughs> Hello, sir. <laughs> no, what happened? No, what happened? Wait, no, no, go on, go let's on. Talk, let's, let's talk J.A. Bayona. And let's, let's do it. Let's talk his interview. Um, yep. So we've all seen that. If, if you haven't seen it, check the front page of our site. Uh, did a Spanish interview with, uh, I can't remember who it was with, but he was asked if he's directing Jurassic World 2. And he kind of, he looks nervous, he kind of smiles, and then he looks away, and then he says, I don't talk about future projects, it may bring bad luck. I've never done an American blockbuster with any studio, but I really want to. Um, and it's it's so obvious that yeah. he's obviously in talks. And then, and then they go, they go well, are you a fan of dra- you're a fan of the franchise? And he goes, oh, hell yeah. Or he goes, like, hell yeah, man. Like, I love Spielberg, and I love the franchise, or something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and he, you could tell. Like, he had that, like, oh, fuck, they asked me. And then he, like, was like, well, yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> like, he had that type of, you know, he was just like. Oh. I would have liked it if he said he wasn't a fan. Like, yeah, it's, it's okay, you know. It's or funny. if he'd said, like, oh, I like the first three. <laughs> <laughs> or just three, just three. What would you do, just three. What would you do if he was just like, I like Jurassic Park 3. But and then best like... director ever. <laughs> oh well, come on, he did. He, Joe Johnson did some good movies. Come on now. Oh yeah, yeah. I love Joe Johnson. I have a soft spot for him. I, I have a big soft spot for I him. I like. I don't dislike Joe Johnson as a director. I just don't like Jurassic Park three. But I don't dislike Joe Johnson. Oh boy. Hmm. Totally interesting. Hmm. I liked. I love Jumanji. Yes. Yeah, Jumanji was. That's great. like one of the most yes, perfect, sir. like dark, like kids fantasy movies of its time, um, yeah. or any time. Yeah, really. 100%. <laughs> it's yeah. still, it's still creepy. Yeah, it's, a, it's a great movie. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um. But anyways, yeah. So I mean, it's clear that um, Ja is, you know, it can change with Hollywood. A director can be attached to a movie. They can go on with production. Something happens. That director falls out. And then someone else takes up the reins, picks up where they left off, changes the movie to fit their vision, but they still pick up with like the concept art and everything like that. Mm. Um, I, I mean, right now, I can guarantee you that they're working on Jurassic World, that concept art exists. I mean, we've known it's existed for a while, um, for at least a year now, actually, because mm. we reported that about a year ago, that, hey, Jurassic World 2 has been silently greenlit and they're starting some blue sky um, exploration ideas. Um yeah, yeah, so I guarantee you that he is involved, and yeah, I think, I think that I mean, this is kind only... of a good segue. 
we can continue talking about this, but this is a good, uh, we can talk a little bit about London. Let's do it. Yeah, so basically, um, this very unreliable source that is The Sun. Very um, unreliable. Uh, I like that. Oh, it, dude, it's one of those newspapers that people pick up for a joke, as a joke. Are they a tabloid? Yeah, it's a tabloid, but they just ah, spread bullshit. Hmm. Like, you can see by the quality of the article. It, they, <laughs> they take, like, slivers of potential real news and then just... You know, turn it into bullshit. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't believe any of this, but the, the quote is, London is the preferred choice um, that the... So this is from a film insider. London is the preferred choice. Other locations are being considered, but a city as historic as London would look immense on the big screen being destroyed by the dinosaurs. Now, I disagree entirely with that. If yeah. they go with a city that's being destroyed by dinosaurs, I am officially no, out. Now, I am out. Totally, totally <laughs> with you there. Uh, but on the flip side, let's be entirely honest. So it's the sun... There might be a sliver of truth. Maybe they did catch wind that London has been scouted. But let's... We, we've talked about this. It's almost assuredly because of Pinewood Studios. Pinewood Studios, 100%, yeah. 100%, hopefully. They, I mean, I don't think they'll be shooting in, on the streets of London. And if they are, they're making a big, big mistake. Well, if they are, it's just, it's just not any Why would they do it again? If they are, it's, not. it's going to be scenes like, you know, like what's happening at home before... And they just happen to film in London because they also are set up their studio in London. Yeah, I mean, I think it's because of, like, my sort of ties... London. I'm just praying it doesn't. Happen. Well, I don't want yeah, any I big just, city. I, that, that's no, antithetical to um, Jurassic. You know what I want out of Jurassic. Um, it's generic as hell. Um, but anyways, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Pinewood Studios for those unfamiliar, <laughs> so they can kind of get a read on this. And let's talk yeah, about it's, why it's that would make sense. It, it's just outside of London, and it's where they shot Star Wars recently. A lot of big movies uh, film there. It's known as the, the Bond Studio, but also the crew in Britain um, are, are, are good. You know, let's put it that way. So, um, a lot of movies decide to do that, and Pinewood and Shepperton and Elstree Studios are all fantastic locations. So, and they're yeah, pretty damn I, big, I, pretty damn. Um, yeah, if they can book it in, if they can book Pinewood, because I know Pinewood's you know they would be packed solid with Star, Wars, Star Wars like every single year ever. Right? This is this is what I'm thinking. This is why maybe it's not true because Pinewood was booked for Star Wars like they pretty much had everything. Well, I know yeah. Star Wars and Bond filmed right next to each other at Pinewood. So, yeah, and that was it. Yeah. That was it, you know? So, I mean, if there isn't another film slotted in Pinewood, Jurassic and Star Wars could probably fit next to each other. Yeah. Um, now, let's talk about why Pinewood would make sense. Okay, so Colin Trevorrow is obviously moving to the UK uh, for the next Star Wars, which will obviously shoot at Pinewood. Um, Frank Marshall, I believe, will be as well. Uh, Frank Marshall's there for Assassin's Creed right now. That's right, yeah. Well, he's actually in Cuba right now. Oh, but, well, okay, yeah. right now Yeah, yeah, yeah. He right now He travels daily, so, yeah. Um, but, I mean, they're all going to be based around London. It seems to be the Star Wars hub. So, I mean, it, it does make sense that if they make it... But but it's a shame, because then that obviously makes Jurassic sort of the uh, the little side project. Maybe, I mean, oh, it depends. We'll slot this movie in. It, it depends. I mean, if it has plenty of room, I, I think that uh, it might be taking a little bit more... The movie was so big... At this point, that I don't think it will be treated like a side project. Also, there's plenty of room at Pinewood. We don't really know how much Star Wars has and how much Jurassic would have. But uh, if they plan it right, that could really end up working. Um, another reason why I think Pinewood could make sense is because, you know, Colin said, hey, we're getting off the islands. So that means we're probably not going to be filming our um, on-location stuff in Hawaii. We'll probably be filming on-location. This hurts me so much. We're probably going to film on-location elsewhere. And so if elsewhere ends up closer to that end of the world, 
it makes sense to have your set-based studio stuff over there as well. That way the crew can be London-based and travel. You know, it, it, it kind of all makes... It makes a lot more sense if you're going to film in that direction to hold your sets and everything in that direction rather than, like, film over there and then have your sets in the United States anyways. Yeah, I mean, yeah, lo- it's just logical. It just makes sense, so... That's something I think we'll see. And, and um, another reason why is, I mean, J.A. being from Spain, living in Spain, I, I think... It's closer to... Yep, it just, it kind of all, it all clicks for me. It actually... It makes sense. It, it all really sense. clicks. a lot of sense. You know, Colin's a producer on Jurassic World 2 and a writer on Jurassic World 2, and he's going to be living in London. It kind of makes sense to make production headquarters in London for... Um, Jurassic World 2 in that case because he's going to be stuck directing Star Wars at the same time and working on prep for Star Wars and it doesn't make sense to have him fly back and forth or just do Skype calls if he can help it, if they can both be in the same area, it could make a world of difference and yeah. you know, like we said, Frank Marshall's already over there for Assassin's Creed it's, it's making sense I guess we'll see what happens, I mean we haven't I've reached out to a couple of sources and we have no information on whether or not it's true, but like Chris said, it seems logical. So we'll just wait and see. Like, it's I'm surprised. Vital news. Um, uh, well, like, it could what's, be. What's it could be vital well, news? I I think I think that this might be the first little impact tremor of like things happening because this is the time that these rumors are going to start to surface, and some of them are going to be oh, true. <laughs> yeah, I just I think you I'm know, so we... stressed out about it already. Oh, oh my I god, too. I had like a fucking meltdown on Twitter yesterday. Like, oh my god, it better not happen. But I, if it's a studio, Pinewood Studios, fine. Streets of London, fuck no. no. Streets of any big city, yeah. no, thank you. Fuck yeah, no. Any big city at all, just no. Why does the franchise have to become generic? You know, that's ever. I think that's a lot of people's worry. They already is did the, it. Is the other thing? I mean, Star Wars. Star. Yeah, and it didn't work in fucking Lost World. It didn't work. Why but, are they going to try it again? And look, I mean, Star Wars didn't have to stop being a Star Wars movie. Like Star Wars embraced its identity as a Star Wars movie with The Force Awakens, and it made a really good movie. Why is it that Jurassic needs to do the generic Hollywood thing to be big? Like, why can't why can't Jurassic be Jurassic? Just well, like, it didn't need that. It didn't need to do. No, to, I know. People went but, to see it based on. Oh, Jurassic Park's coming back? Cool. I know, but it's really funny. Like, Anytime people talk about like Jurassic sequels, they always try to turn it into a blockbuster um, sequel. Like, a general blockbuster summer movie. Like, they just try to make it into... A, like, anytime, like, oh, well, obviously they have to do that. I'm like, why does Jurassic have to take the generic summer movie approach rather than just embracing its roots as a really good film in Jurassic Park. Sci-fi thriller. I don't know. I don't, I don't, even, I don't understand it. I don't understand no, why people uh, always I think I actually that's always option. really wanted a Jurassic sequel to be smaller and even though... Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, kind of like, like Trespasser in a way. Like, wouldn't that be thrilling? More personal. I think yeah. the problem is is in a lot of ways Jurassic Park 3 tried that and it didn't necessarily work. I want something to be smaller but still add to the universe a lot more. Like I Jurassic mean, Park 3 did add to the universe, though, didn't it? N- Come on. N- I mean, it added dinosaurs to the universe, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, straight. I don't straight. think it really... Added confusion. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it really added anything notable. I mean, it didn't create, like, a good, like, oh, I can't wait to see where it goes next type of moment. It didn't feel... Well, technically, it kind of did set it up 
for like uh, I mean it set up pteranodons but that's no yeah, but it, that's just a product of the time it tried to do something with it and it just didn't work so I don't think good. it was I don't think product of the time I don't think pteranodons are a product of 2001 I mean what I mean is like you know how in 2004 like the uh, escape pteranodons played a part in one of the scripts or whatever yeah yeah I mean I played yeah no if tried. they continued from Jurassic Park 3 it would have made Jurassic yeah. Park 3 a bit more uh, feel like it progressed the franchise. Yeah, but I guess cause... that would have just felt like an inciting incident. Like, they clean up the pteranodons and then what? That still matters, though. Still part of the yeah, franchise. Yeah, it's, it's still part. Yeah, I, I mean, kind of I'm shocked just... it didn't even get mentioned in the movie. That's what I thought yeah. was kind of like, It's okay. been so long, it's though. Been you know? It's been so like 11 long. Years. Yeah. It's been so long it since make sense. the movie embraces that time jump. It would be kind of yep. weird to be like, and by the way, remember 11 years ago when the Strandons flew away? <laughs> no, I don't think so. That's what people remember. I mean, no. that's what people remember from the franchise. Like, obviously, they remember the, all the films, but when people think, how, oh, how, how did it end? Oh, yeah, those flying dinosaurs left the well, island. Hey, you oh, know, yeah, that, that didn't get cleaned up. Well, hopefully, Jurassic well, actually, World the, the Lego game actually kind of picked up on that mindset because I don't know if you remember in the Jurassic World level when there's like guests running around, you actually hear one mention like, Oh, something about a T Rex in San Diego or something like that. <laughs> like, oh my God, see, yeah. they should have had that in the movie. Something like you know, that. You know. Well, it could have it could have been used to further Hoskins, like as a character, to develop him a bit. Maybe go into his backstory. You know, because he was yeah. through the website. They revealed that he was the one that like led the team. Well, that, that was all added in retroactively. No, I'm. I know. That's what but, I mean. It wasn't part of the movie, but, but they should have had now, it. it does work as canon now, and it is canon now. But I mean, it, it, I think that that would have been actually what would have been a cool inciting incident, maybe, Wish. is if they had the trend on cleanup, but not in the sense that they always did with all the early scripts, where like they're attacking a little league game or like attacking a city. <laughs> how oh, about you, they're you just mean in the castle and the Alps yeah. script? How about they're just <laughs> best about, script ever? How about they're just in a jungle or in a forest, and we see a version of ACU 10 years prior poaching them down and then you know yeah, th- I mean, th- th- then you where, hear a radio call is. like bring them back to Nublar we're re- you know I don't know that'd be cheesy we're so. rebuilding we're re- Jurassic World no I mean obviously <laughs> that, that would just be force feeding information in such a cheesy manner to the audience but <laughs> yeah but, we're coming back but you know th- I guess something like that could have worked what I don't want to see is like Oh look, the Tyrannons flew to America, and they're attacking literally games now. I mean, like they're 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 attacking of people. Sort of makes sense that they're caged and they weren't fed, um, so they're probably hungry after living off of the few fish that swim through the river. Which technically, that's what they fed on, anyways. But uh, you know, once they were free, I don't think they would attack people. Uh... They didn't really have any reason to. Even the Jurassic World. Well, they, they did in Jurassic World, though. <laughs> it's Dr- kind of well, yeah, crazy. Because they, were mo- they literally did not think that sequence through in Jurassic World. The Pteranodon sequence it makes no sense, is yeah. definitely like worse than the Jurassic Park 3 Spinosaurus. Ooh. Oh, Excuse that hurts. me? That hurts. <laughs> <laughs> See, so I just said the Jurassic Park 3 Spinosaurus is better than something. You should be happy. It's better than so many things. <laughs> well, even so, that that Tranodon sequence in Jurassic World is still oh, it's really the cool. Highlight. It's really cool. <laughs> just just the pro, like the sequence of events that drives it to happen. Yeah, isn't thought out. Like why they attacked Main Street, why they all flocked to Main Street, doesn't really make sense. For oh, me. completely. I, and I, we've talked about this in other podcasts about maybe ways that could have worked, but it needed a little building because I mean we're supposed to buy these things as animals, but Jurassic Park, Jurassic they World, were monsters. They were monsters. It was a monster movie, uh, and that's 
not what Jurassic Park should be, and that's not what it ever was meant to be, and that's what's de- depressing about it. That's the biggest. But we're just used to movie. being the and cat. They okay, that's what it is. We're just used to being the cat. Oh, <laughs> gross. I mean, I, I like, I like that line. I like that little sequence of Mizrani and Wu. I think Mizrani was the yeah. Isn't that from the novel? Yeah, as well. similar, I, I, yeah. I, I like that cat line. Uh, Mizrani is definitely my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, he's fantastic. He, he I mean, Irfan Khan, he just, he did such a good job acting as that role. I mean, he, I don't know. I it's like, too bad he died, oh, though. Oh, they could bring him back. <sighs> no. They brought Malcolm back in the novels, right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> this guy fucking Did you see that? He jumped out <laughs> last completely... second. flew out of the aviary, and he's just in the jungle and having tea with Blue. <laughs> if he comes back with robotic limbs. Maybe, oh, oh maybe he's chilling it. with Fuck Ray it. Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> I want them both to come back. There we go. Ray Arnold and Nedry have discovered how to stay alive on the island <laughs> with missing limbs. You're like a buddy oh, movie. <laughs> no face. Yeah, cool. I there mean, we go. That's the direction we need. Yeah. No, I mean, like... <laughs> yeah. But out of all honesty, yeah, I mean, I would like the next movie to be a little bit more raw, a little bit more science and a little bit more just adventure, like kind of survival yeah. adventure. Like, I want it to... When I say survival, I don't mean like post-apocalyptic. I just mean like, you know, Stuck out, in the jungle, out there like in the APT. thick of it. Out there in the thick of it, you know, with a machete chopping down, you know, just trying to survive, like chopping down the branches in the way. And just, I want that sense of a raw adventure. Well, to be fair, we've seen that twice now in uh, in Lost World and Jurassic Park. Yeah. Where people are just stuck in the middle no, of an exactly. island. No, exactly. I, I, don't, I don't want just stuck in the middle of an island. That's not what I mean. But I, I do want that raw sense of adventure. I want... I want nature beyond dinosaurs to play. It's like an expedition, yeah, you know, kind of like Congo and how, like, the Lost obviously not that, but imagine like, a, you know, because that's the core I, element. I would like to Park. see it's that a group of people going into something they don't know what to, they're prepared for. See, I would like to see that play an element. I would also like to follow maybe an outpost um, where Ooh, where things that'd be are, very cool. I mean, just. There's, very relevant yeah that would be fun it, um, I don't know there's, there's a lot of different ways I think that there's you know InGen might have various Jurassic outposts around I'll... Jurassic Outpost you say <laughs> yeah they would so Derek what are your thoughts on Jurassic World 2 What's, where's your idea I ask everyone that comes on this oh man like, where, where do you want it to go well that's kind of the problem for me is because you know Jurassic World the first one it had you know, it had so much potential that I still think was untapped. And as great as Jurassic World is to me, I think that there still could have been so much more that they could have done with what they had. Um, and, you know, but instead at the very end, just like the first movie, you know, the park is decimated. It's not coming mm-hmm. back. <laughs> you know, at this point, it's definitely Absolutely not, not coming back. back. <laughs> yeah, because now there's, like, multiple casualties, you know, masses of people witness it. I mean, there's just no way, unlike the first movie where it was a very small incident. So, you know, I was able to buy into it. But no one's going to be able to believe they could rebuild it and people would yeah. go. No. <laughs> so Not after that Main Street attack. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean... I, if they didn't have pteranodons, I've said this so many times. If they didn't have pteranodons, only staff would, would have died yeah. from yeah. the Indominus, and they would have been able to sweep it under the rug. They could have even said, "Hey, we had a dinosaur breakout. It ate some of our staff who were trying to capture it. It's really sad. <laughs> Don't worry, it never got close to you, and it wouldn't. It's not going to happen again. We euthanized that motherfucker, and we're interrogating Her- Henry Wu and Hoskins right now." <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, 
Pteranodons ruined it all, and I think that that's why they acted like monsters, because I think that they were important to have a reason for the park to close, and I just wish they would have put more thought behind their attack and the reason why they're attacking. Yeah, if, if they, it just, they flew halfway across the island straight to Main, Main Street and oh, attacked yeah. That doesn't work for me, but if there's more thought behind it and if there's a reason for them to go to that location or be at that location, it would work for me. And that's really all I'm asking for. It's, it's, the, little, it's the little things like that that can go a long way. It's weird how something subtle that could be so short, but it can change the behavioral traits of an animal in the idea, the way the audience interprets it. And it's just little things like that that can kind of put a lot... It can, Tiny little extra thought could go a long way. I guess yeah, is what I'm trying to like say. maybe the Tranodons were like attacked to like some kind of pheromone that the humans had or something. So that's why they all went there. Maybe. Well, I, I just said that they should have a feeding sequence. That they they should have visited the aviary earlier and then watched the Tranodons be fed. And there should have been a little like a foghorn type of alarm that sounds like the uh, like bomb shelter alarm that goes off right before the food drops out. So the Tranodons flock in at the alarm, and then when they broke out the alarm should have started going off over at Main Street where they're telling people to get inside right when they broke out rather that's than like, when that's they're attacking. And then, and then the Tarandons hear it and just flock in because they're like, oh, hey, there's food over there. You know, hey, look. Wait, I have a question. If they're conditioned to... I don't know if, if, if we know the answer to this, but why the hell is there no, like, dino protection shelter bunker thing like there was I in the game? I don't know. Maybe they What the hell are they thinking? Yeah, they clearly did not play Operation Genesis. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I, I am wondering if the idea is there were product, like protection centers and everything like that, but they just like, they're like, well, not, the Indominus can't get to Main Street. We're fine. Just bring everyone back to Main Street, and they didn't lock people inside but because... But their T-Rex is right outside Main Street. The T-Rex. Yeah, that is... Really, well, hey, apparently the Hilton is like the most secure place ever. So if you're ever like in a zombie apocalypse or anything like that, go to the Hilton because nothing apparently is ever gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> so. they, they, they missed a big thing there. Raptors. I mean, I've said this before on multiple podcasts, but Raptors should have snuck in during the night. Should have started ripping yeah. people to well, shreds that's what in I that Hilton. That I expected Running through. Something Imagine like going. You go into the ice machine at 3 a.m. in the <laughs> Yeah, and just like. Yeah, you're getting some ice because it's hot, and then all of a sudden, far end of that corridor. You know, you mommy, there's a dinosaur at the ice machine. you this figure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they missed I mean. an opportunity. There. They yeah. Raptors sneaking into the Hilton. And if they didn't want to do that with Velociraptors because they wanted the Velociraptors to be more empathetic for the audience, they should have had another small species of dinosaur that was dangerous take that role in Jurassic Hybrid World. Hybrid T Rexes. No, Dilophosaurus doesn't seem like a ramp. It reminds me of something that would be territorial, but not really like attacking Main Street. (laughs) You need something ballsy. It's raptors, man. Raptors or something less like... The, I didn't like the raptors in Jurassic World. I, I don't think. I don't think. I, I don't like the way they. There's a lot of people. I have a question for all y'all folks listening to the podcast and on the podcast today. All y'all. Do y'all think that Blue will be back? I hope y'all not. Y'all think oh, that Blue will be why? back? No, no. Blue, Blue will be no. back, right? Um, Derek, so Derek, so you don't really want a sequel, but where would you want it to go? Because there is one. It's going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I mean, I guess I'll just. I guess I'll first just kind of like wrap up like i wish i you know i wish that they would have not 
had the park completely destroyed. Like I wish the original, yeah. you know, Jurassic World would have ended with them getting it contained, where they didn't have to close it mm. down. That would have been something new. Where it would have yeah. been like, wow, this is true. It, you would but, not. Have, I've said that since the beginning. I'm like, that's what I want, and that's what I was really hoping for. And that's not what I got. Now they've kind of left us in the same uh, place yeah. as the end of Jurassic yeah. Park, except yeah. not, we're all really worried about where it'll go now. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm at. Like at a standstill. It's like, well, you know, they did it again. <laughs> so like. Yeah. I guess if I really had, I mean, given what we've got, um, you know, the direction that I would like to see is, well, they already set up Doc Wu, you know, clearly he's going to be in the next one and I'm sure he's going to have a much bigger role. And yeah. I really think that they could go to some really dark places with him messing around with the dinosaur genetics and doing God knows what. Um, More hybrid, bro. There's hybrid. something I want to say, though. I don't want him I don't want to see him as like a mad scientist type of villain. I mean like I just don't want to see him as an evil guy. Evil. That's just basically what I want to avoid. I want to avoid them depicting him as a flat out evil, villainous like He's a greedy bastard. Isn't he? I, he, yeah, that he did it? but make him a greedy bastard. But make him in love with his science and in love with his work and blinded by the science. Not like but not in the typical sense of like I don't know, just don't make him feel like some sort of like dude who'd be working for Hydra in like the Marvel movies or something like that, but making dinosaurs. Like that's kind of the direction it seemed like they were going. And I'd rather just it's, maybe go like the. I don't what know. you're saying is don't put a Captain America suit on Blue. And <laughs> yes, I would to go. Yeah, exactly. They just better not go the uh, yeah. human centipede route because then I'm out. I'm sorry. Like, oh. what is that? Like tying dinosaurs <laughs> together or dinosaurs and humans? <laughs> Uh, oh, I no, that's happening. No. I'm 100% that's happening. We are really getting dinos with human DNA. Uh, 100%, 100%. I just threw up in my mouth and swallowed it, guys. I'm book sorry. it right now. Everyone book it <laughs> yeah. down right now. It's happening. <laughs> no one wants that. I want I it. Want I know. The more it's it's hyper, let's yeah, go balls it's, out. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, the more we talk about Jurassic World 2, though, I have to admit, I get, yeah. I get scared. And I, it's not... It's not wrong as a fan to to admit that. I'm really worried about. Oh, that's my big problem. Yeah, I, mean, I, I feel didn't. like no matter really what am. direction they're going to go, it's going to be something they've either already done, <clears throat> and you know, they'll try to better it, and then probably not, or it's going to be something way out there, like you know, Castle in the Alps, <laughs> too blockbustery. Too, <laughs> so yeah. I yeah. don't like yeah. either direction. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like a castle. I don't like a castle in the Alps with uh, Baron von Drox or whatever the hell his name was. Um, Did I get that right? Was that it? Or is it Count von? I I don't know. Anyways, um, but I don't mind like the Alps as a location, just not with like a not with like a mustache twirling villain in the castle. Um, Yeah, that that's the difference. I mean, I think that there are plenty of new directions that Jurassic Park can go while still being a Jurassic Park movie. I'm not entirely optimistic that they're not going to just go balls out crazy, which is just not what I want from Jurassic Park. What made Jurassic Park special is it's the movie that kind of did it differently. Like, this type of movie, it did it differently. And um, whether or not the sequels lived up to the original, it's I don't think it's that much to ask that the future sequels still feel like a jurassic park movie well i think that's part of the problem of the direction that they clearly want to go which is away from the islands um because to me the park and everything associated with you know associated with the park i think for me anyway that's what made it jurassic park was all that and now that they're stepping away from that 
it's it's not going to feel yes. like a Jurassic Park movie I agree with that, 100%. Be, but that's just my opinion. We'll see. I... I'm not exactly sure if the islands or the park is needed for a Jurassic Park movie. I think it's just the sense, the science and the sense of feeling behind it, the characters, the science-driven plot and a sense of isolation. But I think a sense of isolation can still happen on a main continent. It just needs to be an isolated location. Uh, I think that you can still get isolation off of the islands um, in a way from the... Central America, maybe. Yeah, Africa in some places, I'm sure. Yeah, I was thinking like Tanzania. Well, they could pull like a Dio crisis yeah. where it's just kind of like yeah. stuck in a big. Oh building, yeah, essentially. there we go. Um, or like Kremlins too. <laughs> but that would be generic. But I'm okay with that. I'm but okay with that. I couldn't really. I couldn't. I would not like that for Jurassic because again, Jurassic. I mean, I feel like the environment is a big part. I think a beautiful location or at least a wild location is very important for Jurassic, and a Jurassic that doesn't do that just. Ain't Jurassic. You know, you know what? The, I really, ever since you first said it, Chris, and ever since we've been talking about it, the only thing I can see in my head as something I would like is uh, a desert or snow. Uh, yes, yeah, snow would be whoa, awesome. No snow. Cease immediately. No. immediately makes a connection when we say snow. He thinks we're saying he, he, he thinks we're saying Awful. ice age animals, but we're just saying really we're just saying season. dinosaurs and snow, snowy locations. <laughs> Um, snow is so ugly. Why you do you know, want to see snow? You know, I'll have to see. You're the as only a... <laughs> person I've ever called it snow. Heard called snow ugly. What are you talking? I'm about? I'm Canadian. I can say that it's the worst. <laughs> it's snowing outside right now after like fucking ten degree weather yesterday. It's like seventy here. Fuck! It's snowing outside. It's awful. I hate this weather. Nice. I like snow. We I like it. so. It's so upsetting. It's like this. I don't know. It's Anyways, look snow would be nice. So did did you like throw up when you saw um, the opening of Jurassic World when they're at? <laughs> I won't lie to you. I'm like, why am I watching a snow movie in July or June? Sorry, I just Have saw admit, snow two days Christmas, ago, and now I'm watching a fucking about, snow movie. That's another thing about Jurassic World. It starts and they make a big deal about it being Christmas, and then for the rest of the movie, it's not Christmas, and the park isn't. Oh yeah, the park isn't doesn't Christmas even seem theme. to know what Christmas. Yeah, is. to be fair, if that park existed, they would totally have it decorated. Random. <laughs> even though obviously the weather though, would still like... be tropical and beautiful, it... I don't understand why it needed to be set at Christmas. It was weird. Yeah, that, that doesn't is... bug me. That is... Yeah, it was just weird. <laughs> There wasn't anything else because to it. Maybe they forgot to add a Santa hat on the yeah, T-Rex in his enclosure. But, uh, <laughs> it was weird. Um, did you see my but, post about uh, Iceland? Yeah, I mean... That was a cool again, location. Anywhere, anywhere like that. Like, or like, you know, the Savannah... It's snow or desert for the me. I'd like, I'd like it to be in Arizona or Utah or, you know, somewhere where Colin was looking. I mean, that, those are beautiful locations, Utah, but I wouldn't really like the idea of it being in the United States. See, you don't like the idea of it being the United States. I hate the idea of it being in the United so Kingdom. So many I movies think. are in the United so States. I, you know what, guys? I think it's because I, I want it to be somewhere... Maybe that's it. With Bring it to Canada. Park, it's a fiction, it's Fucking a Canada, place. man. Maybe, like, we want, maybe like, we want the sequel to be somewhere that we haven't gone, somewhere that's sort of out of reach for... Canada. Your, Canada. You no, know, like... Canada. Canada. Then there will be snow, okay? Yeah, there so will definitely be want. snow. Canada. What, what Canada. If, <laughs> What if we just have, like, uh, Mounties with dinosaurs? Can you imagine a fucking Mountie riding a Velociraptor? No one will ever commit crime again. <laughs> oh, man. Di- dinosaurs that, on Everest. The re- oh, yeah. I can't wait to see the first Velociraptor climb the mountain. <laughs> oh, God. 
Like the sure, music I, lost dress, I am worried. I'm excited to see where they take it, and I hope. I don't know. I. I I'm it's really, gonna be a fun few months, isn't it? I think th- I'm excited about who the director is because it, it still it doesn't have to be. I think there are plenty uh, of J.A. Yeah, I think there are plenty of great places they can take the sequel, and I do think the director will play a bit of a role. But obviously, Colin and Derek are writing the movie. But it's got to be Utah. Look at that picture. They hashtag work trip. Yeah. What's happening in Utah, though, man? No. Well, I mean, Andrew Wu's cool. setting up base in Utah. A different location think, that still feels like you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and I don't necessarily think that even if like they filmed in like the uh, Midwest of the United States, I don't necessarily think that that would be where the movie would be fictionally set. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that they could film in a location like that and fictionally set it elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, the I- Isla Tacon- Tacona. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? It's just a desert. One of the other islands. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I mean, I think there are other locations they could film. I think that they... But Derek was going with him, so it must have Oh, been... yeah. They Sorry, were definitely, I'm still looking at this image. They were definitely brainstorming for Jurassic World 2. There's no question about... Ooh. There's no question about that. That doesn't mean... They were just going to locations that they could drive... They, they went on a road trip. Um... So they could be thinking about other locations in the world and just going to certain wild locations that maybe had similar... They put that one up, hey? They put that one up for a reason. Remember, his tweets are very, very specific and rare. Yeah, I know, like yeah. that East Dark sign. That was so good in the movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember that time where that, Jesus that practical raptor head shows up in the uh, long grass of the movie? Oh, stop, stop. <laughs> you're going to make me upset. <laughs> Fucking savage. <laughs> savage. That, that was... That, uh. that sucked. Can I say one thing though? One positive thing that keep that leaves positivity in my mind when thinking about Jurassic World Two is that quote that Colin said during the uh, interviews for Jurassic World. Yes, Um, like the uh, "Don't go into that jungle." There's raptors there. Mm. That's the thing that I'm most excited about. That yeah, that idea. And this is something that I'm okay with. I like the idea of dinosaurs slowly becoming ingrained into the uh, ecosystem. Yeah, um, and you know, kind of basically disrupting the natural world and becoming like, like that's a fucking movie. I think that there's. I mean, when you look at when you have invasive species, look at the effects that like just small invasive species have on a look natural at fucking ecosystem. deer, man. Yeah, I mean, like, so you take that and you use dinosaurs for it. But yeah. here, here's the deal: you don't that's have so sick. you don't have packs of wolves attacking sit, like main cities. So just please, no matter what, like if you're going to have dinosaurs slowly becoming ingrained in the ecosystem, don't have it like dinosaurs are attacking the cities because you don't have that with animals. But you know you, what? You I won't lie to you. There was like a bear on Parliament Hill a couple of years ago. Yeah, it was probably, that was fucking weird. I, we've had bears walk through the suburbs occasionally because they're traveling from one That's isolated. That's so sick. They're traveling from one isolated location to another. Um, and they don't bother it. anyone except for ravage some trash usually. Um, yeah. So, like a dinosaur sighting, like oh, there was a velociraptor spotted outside of bleh, insert city name here. Um, okay, but okay, that's the movie oh, so, I want. So, that's so, it. That's it. I, I want I, this I'm now. Sorry, just at the same time, uh, I'm going through Derek's tweets. Uh, pretty much the same time. It was June 2015. He posted a picture, and we're talking about yeah. Derek Connolly. So reader, our listeners don't get confused. Not me. Oh, I sorry. Yeah, involved, Derek Connolly. <laughs> He posted a picture of Nebraska with Colin in it, so the same location scout. But uh, again, I don't think they were location scouting. I think they're just going to locations that they had that they're able to take a road trip to. 
in kind of embracing the wildness of the world, but but while getting inspired by it and just kind of writing. Because I mean, that's that's no, what they I said. You, I, I, I mean, that's what I, they I, said I with uh, Jurassic Cast. From... I mean, they even went out and said, "Hey, you know, this is how we this is our writing process. We travel together and we uh, do this." Yeah, but it's interesting they put those locations up. Yeah, sure, but it's not like they went to let's say they're thinking about writing in Africa. It's not like they could go for a road trip in Africa, realistically speaking. So it's not like they could put up a picture of those. So I'm not necessarily... I'm not sure if those are indicative of where the movie's going to take place, but take a look at that environment and that ecosystem. Maybe there is a hint in that type of sense. Visually, there might no, be a hint. I get you. I get you. I'm just, you know... I'm, if it was either of those places or if they used that as a location and, you know, claimed it was somewhere else, I'm in. Like, that's what I... That's the kind of isolation I want to see. Because, I mean, I drove through the desert oh, yeah. in Arizona and it's just... You just I was all I could think of was was Jurassic and just how perfect it is to to hide something to to it's creepy, know, have, huh? to cover up something out in the desert here. There's no one out here. It could be anything. Oh, yeah, well, actually, I lived in um, Southern California in the um, you know the Mojave Desert, and it's yeah, there's definitely a feeling of desolation out here. It's open desolation though, and that is what's interesting that. It's such an open landscape, and yet you feel alone. So it's a bit creepy. So you're right. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Uh, anybody who's listening, um, send us in or comment or whatever where you would like to see oh, uh, Jurassic shit. World 2 go. Guess what? We did it again. We forgot to talk what? about Jurassic World The Exhibition again. Yes. Jesus Christ, well, every time. Good timing. <laughs> well, I just put up um, a video. James McQuaid, a graphic designer, the guy who also made uh, Jurassic World the game. Well, not the he game, made Jurassic but, World um, the game. <laughs> uh, what's the website? Uh, oh no, I've forgotten the game. Well, I'll come up. But it's the it's a driving Jurassic World. We'll game. put the URL in the movie. Anyway, um, he sent me a load of footage from his trip to um, Jurassic World: The Exhibition. So check which that is out. open and in Melbourne, on our... Australia, right now. Yeah, it's open now. Book your and... tickets in advance because it keeps selling out. Um, it's awesome. Which is great. It's and Chris, where where is so it coming? So it's next? um going to be heading. It's going to be in Melbourne, Australia, up until October. And I just got word from somebody that works at the Philadelphia Museum like network over there that in somewhere between October and November it will be opening up shop in Philadelphia. So its first stop in the United States is Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, about three hours away from me. They, they, so they, they came to me. So lucky. They came to me. I don't know how long they're going to be there, and they haven't officially announced it yet. But I'm going to try calling the museum later and get into some more details and everything like that. But um, yeah, I, and try and find out if you know about its path, if it's going anywhere yeah. else. Because I have so many emails coming in of people asking if it's coming to the UK, if it's it, coming to well, the it's, US, it's doing a five-year-long world tour. Yeah, so it all might we be know a while, is that guys. it is touring. We don't know any specifics. It might be a while. Um, um, but I hope we'll post them as soon as we know. If we could get a list, yeah, that would be I cool. Hope to see you all there in Philadelphia. Hey, Chris, yeah, you'll see be... me there, buddy. All right. You'll see me. All right. We're just going to get everyone together and just, like, basically swarm the museum. We're just going to take over the museum. <laughs> it would be insane. Jack, fly um, over there, man. Let's go. Yeah, well, maybe that should be our trip. There we go. Um, yeah, so check that out. Check out the video on our on our YouTube page. It's an eight-minute full HD video of, of, of the ex- uh, exhibition. So it's really cool. And they'll be on and our, if you go on page, our Facebook right? page, that's... Yeah, it'll be on our site as well. If you go on our uh, Facebook page, there's an album full of some really nice images the too, showing the detail of the animatronic and that, Indominus. They look great, look so good. Yeah, so, I don't know if you saw we... if you saw the video, Chris, but there's some good stuff in there showing it all. Uh, um, he maybe sent it to me like some of the raw files. I think actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
that he sent a couple while he was there like through his but anyway yeah check that out and um derek where can we get or well i know where we can get it but where can the audience get jurassic time they can get it at jurassictime.trescom.org which is um affiliated with the trescom fan site and i definitely recommend to get the new gold edition which is essentially kind of a whittled down version of the project essentially just the john hammond tracks because originally i had done a longer version um with another fictional character but i got feedback on it and you know it kind of made me realize people just want john hammond so there it is (laughs) well the gold edition is fantastic i've got a copy of that you've also got uh so you get it in mp3 and flak which is great yeah Uh, uh but you've also got i think one of the older versions you have a oh no you've got the pdf you said Uh, yeah the pdf book i think i feel like that's overlooked a lot but Man, I put a lot of work into that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really, really cool. It's, it's, really it's a cool. fantastic package. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. So, so check it out, honestly, because it's one of those. It's kind of like an under underrated underdog kind of uh, Jurassic project. You know, you don't hear Jurassic Time talked about much, but when you really look, you into don't hear it, Trespasser talked about much. Fucking fantastic. Yeah. yeah, this is true. It's probably because it's Trespasser, but uh, honestly, check it out. It's it's fantastic. Just sit back and because we all do that, we all sit there and we put the theme on and we just enjoy it. We just embrace the film, you know, the the music of Jurassic Park. And it's the same for this. You know, it's listening to John Hammond talk about Isla Sauna. It's fantastic. It's really Yeah, cool. and I, I wanted well, it to be kind of like a, a way to experience the game without playing it. Because not, not everyone's able to get it working on their computer or just are able to really experience it. And I just wanted that story and the way it was told in, you know, essentially the performance of Richard Attenborough to not be forgotten honestly like it's a lost performance yeah. me and yeah when, yeah when you listen to it it, it just you're like oh my god wow this exists like it feels so like that just like listening to those you kind of go man I kind of I, I want another Jurassic Park movie <laughs> it's it's, it's mm. weird it's just like I don't know it, it's got this new nostalgia it's got a mix of new nostalgia even now no it really does so check that out um this has been episode 31 of the jurassic world podcast thank you for listening and uh thanks for coming on derek it's been great to speak to you finally Finally, what the heck no yeah i know well there wasn't any real news so we finally (laughs) (laughs) but we got you on it's great we love having people on and we love just uh you know when there's not much news to talk about to just talk jurassic you know, it's fun. Of course, it's a, it's, a, it's an all right movie, Jurassic Park. It's all right. Seen it yet. It's Sometimes okay. we like talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> and if I if I could plug something for me, if I'm, if I can, sure, go ahead, was. man, go ahead. Um, and it's slightly related. Um, I'm actually been writing a book the past couple of years called Invertiverse, and I think listeners who do like dinosaurs, which I'm sure anyone likes Jurassic Park, likes dinosaurs, Unless might be interested in. It. Uh, <laughs> what? Wait, <laughs> yeah. what is this? <laughs> But go on, go on, because you've sent me some. You've sent me some of the stuff today. Uh, not today. You've sent it previously, Over and time. it does have a very Crichton-esque vibe in the in the in the dialogue, kind of like a micro, that kind of uh, ad- adventure feel. I don't know. It's good. It's good. What I've read so far. It's a it's a mix of genres. I mean, essentially, um, the basic plot is you know two people are accidentally sent to alternate universes of their town, and you know they're essentially trying to get back home, and they learn a bit about themselves along the way, and at the same time, they come across some pretty insane 
creatures and scenarios, including uh, pygmy pet dinosaurs, which is where I think listeners might be a little interested, mm. and, you know, a little bit inspired by some of the ideas of, you know, Crichton, um, but just kind of doing my own thing with it. So it's definitely going to be different. It's going to have a lot of artwork. I mean, it already has a lot of artwork and even a music score of its own. So it's definitely something different that I think people might like. And people so can get that on... Get that. The official website, uh, Invertiverse.com. Inver- yeah. Did I say it right? Yeah, Invertiverse.com. And there's like a Facebook page too. So you can you know check it out and you get to keep up with my updates. It should be done by this year. So Sweet. Okay, definitely... cool. So yeah, check that out. Check out Jurassic Time. And um, as always, thank you very much for listening. Derek, thank you for coming on. Yeah, it was good. And, thank uh, you. Yeah. It's good having you here, man. Yeah, definitely. All definitely right. a lot of fun. <laughs> Cool. All right. Catch you later, guys. Good up, boys. See ya.